welcome back to Broken Hearts Heal, where two best friends come together to talk about the healing process. And we hope that you can join us on this journey. Episode five. five. And we're getting a little deeper today. So deep. (laughs) Last week, we did not have a podcast because Ashanti and I. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. We're posting it today. That was last week. No, that don't count. We didn't post oh. last week. Okay. Oh, you're right. Anyways. You're right. Anyways, <laughs> on this podcast, we talk a lot about mental health. Um, we know that mental health affects us all, both men, women, the age doesn't matter, um, and even children. Yeah. But everything roots from something. And so a couple of weeks ago, um, I posted a poll on my personal instagram for the guys does your upbringing affect your emotional availability towards the opposite sex and lots of answers came in and explanations and oh my goodness i i really never knew the depth of the question that i was asking yeah i even like felt hurt by some of the responses there are some no's but majority of them were yeses And so here at BHH, we'll be doing a two-part series with the two different perspectives. But today we have a special guest who will (laughs) (laughs) will start us off with the first perspective, which was yes. Um, Yes, it does affect your emotional availability. Taylor, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing swimmingly. I'm glad to be on here for the first time. This is a pleasure. We're glad to have you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. You taking out the time today. For sure. 7 o'clock p.m. on a Thursday. I'm ready for this. Let's go. You eat any good food lately? Say what? You eat any good food lately? I had some trash leftovers. <laughs> and after that, I'm like, man, let me just go to bed. <laughs> I took a nap because it wasn't getting no better for me. So. <laughs> One thing, about, one thing about Tyler, he gonna have some good food because he be having <laughs> Haitian food. He be having some Thai food that be looking good. I be like, dang. Yeah, I had made some vegan pho last night because I've been spending too much money at the restaurants on this pho lately. Ever since the temperature dropped, I'm like, man, I need some hot soup. But I just be spending too much money, so I had to learn how to make it myself. And I made it last night, and eventually it ended up tasting good. After yeah. <laughs> eventually, it was done, and then it took like another half hour. Like, okay, now it's good. But, um, yeah, I ate that, and then today I tried to do it again. And I guess you just can't let those noodles sit overnight like that because they get kind of goopy. Ooh. So I ate a lot, and then I'm like, no, nah, this ain't good. And then I just stopped. So You can't eat goopy noodles. That's nasty. That's nasty. Yeah. That's made my stomach hurt when you said that. Yeah, I normally don't have to be very great for me to eat a lot of something, but I'm trying to show more um, self-love, and so I stopped it's like halfway through the bowl. I'm like, you don't got to do this, Tyler. So. Look at that. We love that for you. Look at you. Truly. So, you answered yes. Why do you say yes to the question that I proposed on my Instagram? Well, I mean, the way you grow up kind of sets the tone for what you what you know uh, the world to be, right? It kind of sets your mm-hmm. kind of sets your baseline. So. That kind of dictates how you interact with other people. Whatever tone was set in your family, that kind of dictates how you interact with other people. And then you get out into the real world after high school and you start dealing with folks who had a totally different upbringing. Mm -hmm. And you start realizing you want two different pages with somebody. 
and they are adam you know i'm not talking about personal experience (laughs) (laughs) he's like disclaimer this is not personal pure observation very personal observation no it'd be a little bit of that in there but uh people will try to convince you that you 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 messed up you got weird you're doing stuff because you know they might have they might have come from a situation where it's entirely different and and they expect you to be on that level and you're like whoa you're doing way too much i'm over here why are you doing all that and it creates some friction and then you start realizing wait a minute maybe you know maybe there's something to that and it just requires a little bit of humility to kind of look at your look at yourself in the third perspective and then because you know if you ever want a relationship to work whether it be a opposite sex or just a friend you mm-hmm. gotta you know i don't really have any friends that are not that are not humble and constantly relearning about life nobody's learned it yet you know it's constant so you got to be willing to do that yourself and part of that is being willing to admit that you might have something something to unlearn you know what go ahead sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, thought, I thought you had something to say but okay go ahead you 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 go I was going to say, that's so true. Like, people don't understand from when you're like a kid to when you grow up, you you take in so much. And the fact that you, somebody can stay the same throughout their life, it's kind of scary because it's like, that's all right, now, yeah. like, don't you know, like, something got to change, something got to give, like, everything is not all, I feel you on that. People are, ah, yeah, I'm just. But you got to notice that they're, that you're the same. <laughs> Some people, you know. You you have to hit a point where you feel like, man, I got to do something different for my life to get acting right. And sometimes you don't realize that, you know, the common denominator be you a lot of times. You know, you you know a lot of folks, they blame, 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 blame. And then eventually they find somebody that's willing to deal with the madness. But if you really just want to get your life, you know, you know, some things start working out for you, it, it might be you. And that's fine once you realize that, OK, I'm the problem. That's, you know, go into it real intellectually neutral about it and then figure out what led you to this point. You can start on working that stuff. Am I the drama? Is it me? <laughs> Am I the drama? Am I the drama? That's rough. That's, that's an embarrassing feeling. But if you realize that it's you, that's kind of low-key empowering, right? If I'm the problem, I have, you know, I could fix myself. And then look at all the stuff that change direction once you fixed yourself you know that's if that ain't enough you know to get you off the couch and do something about it you know i don't know what'll work you know i do like how he mentioned you mentioned i'm sorry like you're not here (laughs) (laughs) i do like how you mentioned like it's not just with the opposite sex this can also be friendships any kind of relationships between friends family um if you're in a relationship this can affect all of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mess with the, the with the romantic relationships too much anymore. I was doing that in my early twenties, but not so much anymore. I'm over it. So I deal with these friendships of mine. I've found some, some. I had always prayed for some older guy friends. You know, guys who, um, you know, be good models of how an emotionally intelligent man should behave because I got to a certain point where I started meeting these older guys. And, um, I guess the way, you know, how guys, guys, are you grow up, you know, you kind of, you have to be a little bit tougher than just crying all the time. Nobody is going to respect you if you do that. So 
you start swallowing it and you know suppressing it and then you find some some guys you really respect and they're not on that at all they more they more they're gonna tell you they love you to your face you're like whoa nobody's done that to me before without like me having to fight them you know this is this is new territory where they're willing to be honest and 100 percent themselves and still manly about it so that's what made me uh I'm like, okay, I don't have to, you can not be a punk and still be like an emotionally intelligent person. And it's actually the opposite of being a punk, you know, and that's that's something that every guy has to learn, though. You probably, you know, if you're not in a situation where that's the case, you know, you might have to get out and find some of these guys who are able to do it in a balanced, healthy way where they they can be a, a positive role and emotionally, you know, intelligent and you can play football with them like they do all that. The whole package. The whole package. Yeah, well, you think it's not a thing. You think, oh, you you over here talking about I love you, talking about let's hug. That's some wild junk. Don't do that to me. We're going to fight. And that's, that's you know, you don't realize that that's a mess until, until you probably meet some girl that want to be like, what are you doing? That's the least masculine thing you can do. That's very boyish. That's very arrested development. That's very, you're still six years old. And then you start feeling like a little clown. And then you say, okay, there's a lot more to this world. These girls might be onto something. Um, they always want to say they always want to say girls is more mature first. I mean, they got that part figured out, I feel like. I don't know who hurt you, Tyler, but we can go find her. <laughs> I don't know who it was either. It'd be a process, you know, you, you see, you know, you get told about yourself from different people over here and over here and over here. And eventually, you know. You kind of get sit sit with yourself and be like, maybe they got something to it. All I have to say is, Jesus cried. And listen, I don't care what nobody say. Like, if a man is man enough to cry, like to show his emotions, that is so beautiful. Because it's like we, so many men are conditioned to be like, you you can't show this emotion. You can't be t-. like, eh. you calling Jesus, Jesus weak because Jesus was crying. You know, that, like, that's that's. So that's again what I was saying about when you find a guy that you have respect for and he's willing to, you know, not not be so hard in front of everybody. That's another example. So how can you say Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, he is grown man. Right. You know, very respectable, and he still found it worth it to have empathy for people, even though you know he was about to resurrect Lazarus. He's like, you know, I'm a I'm gonna show some fellow feeling with these people, and I feel like it's worth it to do that. It starts unwind, un, uh, unwinding the net, the knot that you've created for yourself over years. So it's important. Do you think there's a difference with someone who has been raised with both parents and those who have not? Do you, does it matter? Uh, it's hard for me to say. I had both. It's hard for me to comment on the other side. I do have some, you know, most of my friends were single, you know, single mom, was raised by a single mom. Um, and that even that has been has run the gamut as far as how they've turned out. I have had some some male friends of mine come out of being raised by a single mom and feel like they got a chip on their shoulder and they have to they have to demand respect from everybody. And I think it's just because you haven't, you know, well, you haven't learned what what being a man entails. Um, your mom can do her best. But what, a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a real good father figure is not going to not gonna allow that he's not gonna allow you to be a hothead and constantly take everything personal because you gotta prove yourself you know you're gonna you know once you get 
those lessons from a, a strong father figure, you're not going to be on that at all. You're going to be much more even keeled, cool headed, and you're not going to act out like that. And that's, that's, that's something I have seen from different male friends of mine that come out of a single parent household. But then again, you got people with both parents and they come out worse. So it's hard, <laughs> it's hard for me to, it's hard to say. You can't paint it with a breath, you know? I will say for me though, I, from a female perspective, my birth mother and my fa- my birth father, they both left me at a young age. Mm. And that has affected me in a t- terrible way, I will say. Like, <laughs> I'll be sure. <laughs> that ain't funny. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's oh, baffling, is what it is. I really, real life be struggling. Like, I got abandonment issues. Like, mm. if, if Capri don't text me, like, quick, I'm like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> I heard you talking about that in the previous episode. You was mad about that. I'm like, what, what happened? I know. Oh, I mean, like, it, like, did I do something wrong? Like, people can't just be doing that. That's a bit much for me. But, like, it's definitely it's definitely tough like i never got that father figure to be like to know how how a girl should be treated or my mom i don't like i just Mm. it'd be be rough out here i will i will say that not having both parents it's it's hard and the, the parents that did raise me my grandmother especially like made up for a lot of that but it's still not the same as having your your mother your birth mother there for you through all of those things but you can have mine <laughs> Mama T is basically my second mama. Let's just be honest about it. <laughs> so yeah. Well, the other thing is you got a lot of people that have both a the mom and dad since birth, but I don't know what it is about that generation, especially the generation before that. They was some messed up, you know, messed up lives that they had lived. So you, it, you know, I would assume not having a mom and dad, your, you know, maternal, you know, since birth. You would feel like you're really losing out. And then there's some others with their mom and dad since birth that still feel like they're losing out. So, I, you know, I wouldn't don't think that the grass is too green on the other side. Just, you know, sometimes you got to find the right people in life that that come along that are people you really respect and people are willing to teach you some things. So, you know, I wouldn't you can't root that out of yourself. Obviously, that's your experience. But I'm just saying, you don't. it don't it's not going to be the fix just because you have parents, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely understand that. Like. Well, I would say about Jehovah, he has blessed me with mothers, fathers, all that. Sisters, mm-hmm. I really don't mm-hmm. like my sister. Me. <laughs> Capri, like, all of that. <laughs> I am your greatest blessing. Oh, I ain't gonna oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> don't be rude. Don't be rude. <laughs> so, Tyler, I got a question. Do you think it's possible to break that upbringing curse, so to speak? Uh yeah, it's it's not an overnight thing because guess what? It, when you when you spend twenty something years, you know however long you stay at the house, twenty something years or eighteen years, a certain way, a certain dynamic, a certain way that folks function around each other, that junk be awkward when you try to switch it up. Um, that's why you don't until you get out maybe on your own. You know, I don't know how I I wasn't capable of doing it like to actually try to turn the tide in the house with everybody it's it's hard people ossify into a certain way of doing things and people feel real awkward when they got to change something about it but once you get out here and the way you are start affecting all your relationships affect your own your own mental health you start you start being faced with the necessity to do so so um Hopefully, 
hopefully the person becomes cognizant of that. Not everybody does. And then they got to constantly face the consequences of not changing. But hopefully you are sober enough to understand the need to change. It can be done. It can be done. I like that. It can be done if you put the work in to do it. Now, what do you what do you think? How does how does a person come? How does a person come across that acknowledgement that they need to change, or that the, the even the the cognizance that they need to change? Because some people they're going to be a clown to the day they die. And <laughs> how do you how do you install the consciousness into a person? They're like, man, you gotta you gotta switch it up. And this is and A, B, and C is why you know things are blowing up in your face. How do you how do you get that to be in somebody's mind without them hitting hitting their own wall first? Um, I, don't know. I think the number one thing is throw a Bible at them and be like, "Look, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna give you." I'm just <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty sure this is the first time a guest has asked us a question. Wow! And I was a little thrown off. You was a bit thrown off. <laughs> oh, I hate this part. Oh, well. <laughs> bless us, blessing. Let's go. What do you got for us? Hopefully you have enough loving people in your life that are going to keep it real with you and just be like, look, you got an issue mm-hmm. and, you know, you might want to do some self-examination and <laughs> I mean, I'd tell somebody to fix it, but my thing is, if you're going to tell somebody to do something, you should be, a, you should be available to help. Yeah. Yep. See, see, last time I did that. <laughs> Somebody brought a mop loss. I said, but, but, but I got real defensive. I was just confused. It was a bit much for me. I said, you know what? Let me just chill out because obviously, you know. But we well, those it. are the people who That's test what that are going to be are going to be clowns for the rest of their lives. <laughs> well, you, you got some to- real hard headed people like Ashanti. How do you how do you really get through to them? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Without, without, them exactly. Getting, without them getting offensive, and, you know. Are you calling me hard headed? Right, well, what's I mean, the next question? Little hard. What's Did the you? next question? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna glide past that. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Can't nobody really tell that person nothing. You have to come across that consciousness yourself. Mm-hmm. And without it, you know, I, I don't know, it's hard to do. Sorry to do. I, to me, it's only unraveled itself over time. It's not something that just flips a switch. It's just not. You just hope it happens for the other person. So, Tyler, have you healed or how, how are you doing in the healing process? Hmm. About to get deep right here into your feelings. Real deep. Uh... Oh! <laughs> no, first things first, everybody has some kind of fixing to do. Because nobody's done, you know, nobody's parents, nobody's grandparents, nobody's great-grandparents. Everybody got messed up somewhere along the road. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you can only hope, you can only hope that, you know, one generation decides to to cut things off where it's at. And then, you know, whatever family curse you got going on, you keep going. But I think each generation has gotten a little bit better. I don't think nobody fixed it yet. Who's going to fix it until everything really, really is fixed, you know? Um, but I had got to a certain age in my twenties when I had moved out, you know, you, you get away and then you start looking at yourself different and you start deciding how you want your life to go. And then you have conversations with other people and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same way. I wish it was like this, but it wasn't. 
and now you have to you have to take control for how you want your life to go you're no longer mm-hmm. nobody's responsibility but your own so i've been trying to do that um and just seeing how how much positive you know it's way more positive you know how you feel you don't got to feel like you know being an open person is weak that's, that's i don't know it's kind of haughty if you think being open is weak you're not helping nobody else out you're not helping yourself out you just kind of sit with what you got up till now and you're not moving not making any progress and i don't think that's i think i think that's weak i think that's weak so i'm trying to i'm trying to take advice with a straight face i'm not trying you know i'm not gonna be defensive about nothing because all of these things are most likely very neutral um third person point of view that's coming towards me with whatever they got to say about myself and i can i can remove myself from myself and look back at myself and say hey that might be an issue if you can get to the point where you can take somebody telling you about yourself and then just really dissect it and see if they're right you know i think that's cool i think that's cool you can keep on doing that and that means you're going to keep on growing as a person so i'm trying to do that you know all that reactionary mm-hmm. stuff and emo- you know em- emotional replies and stuff that's garbage that's going to keep you stuck for a long time so you might not like how the person come off but you know you got to be able to learn how to remove yourself from your emotions and just look at something so i'm really trying to do that and it helps out big time big time everybody dealing with something kind of some kind of crazy stuff you can start ha- you can start having these new conversations with people you always know once you start tapping into this, you know. You might be able to have these conversations with your parents you never was able to have before. And they always wish they could have that conversation, but they wasn't able to because of whatever dynamic was in the family, you know. But when you start asserting yourself as this new person who's who's in control of themselves and control of what they're trying to do with their life and it's different, people might be like, Finally somebody done broke the ice or we can start acting like that too. It's that um yeah, as that that environment changes, and you might have to be the one to start changing it, but everybody's gonna follow along. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought I just thought about something with my um <clears throat> interesting family. I will say this. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm just like thinking way too much into this. But my family growing up, we were like the family that did not show each other affection, like mm. hugs. Like it was just a bit much, and even like, is that why I'm so messed up? Because I never. Yes, it is. Probably. (laughs) I second that. I mean, I had to teach my family on my mom's side. I had to teach them how to say "I love you" too. Like it's it's like it's like not taboo, but like if I get my like okay now that I'm like you know on my own, it's like, Jack, come give me a hug. She'd be like, uh uh. I'd be like, (laughs) dang, like. It's just crazy how so deep rooted our family things are in us that it goes past when when we're moved out or on our own and just. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My mom is the same way. Like, she doesn't like to be touched, like a hug. She's like, this is weird. Like, and so I've had to like train my family. Like, when when I hang up on the phone, I I say I love you, and I'll be like, okay, bye. I will literally call you back and be like, Her. I said I love you. Tell me you like, love me back. They were like, oh, that's nice. And they're like, oh, I love you. And now they've gotten used to like saying I love you. But where me. where did you learn that from? That's a good question. I've always, I don't know, Tyler, that's actually a good question because I've always been the kid, like if we go to a family gathering, 
I always felt like I had to say bye to every single person in the room before I could leave. Like, I've just always been that kind of kid. That darn Capri and her manners. <laughs> <laughs> I've just always been like that. And, you know, my mom always says she didn't have that, the relationship that I have with my mom now, she didn't have that with her mom. It wasn't like she could just go sit down at the table and talk to her and just tell her how she felt or like mm-hmm. even something simple as a period, like not even being taught about what that is. You know what I mean? Like just stuff yeah. like that. And then how it's just been ingrained in her. And then like, there's this, there's this kid here that's just like, I love you. And just like, I'm just so yeah. touchy and like, hi, <laughs> just It's like, so funny because Capri did not take my hugs. That's crazy. But, <laughs> but I will not take it back. I don't know what it is about this. I don't know. Like, it's just not connected with my brain. Like, if I try to give her a hug, she would literally push me to the ground. Like, <laughs> like so no she hugs everybody things. but you. <gasps> It's is so it crazy me? because I have all this love to give, but I'm not, I don't know how to take it. Oh, wow, that sounds like another podcast. What's oh my goodness. Capri, same. Like, I can give so much. They're like, oh, t- no, I don't want, like, no. You know, it's I'm, okay. It's you okay. Know. Like, keep it. Dang. I'm I'm similar. I don't feel like I need any of that, Loki. But I I don't I there is a certain part of me that would like to show loyalty and love to, you know, another individual. But to get in revert, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like like literally don't feel like i need that <laughs> but that person need to do it so you might have to be on the receiving end of it but i don't feel like i need that so okay shut up oh <laughs> you know take backs let it go let it fly. <laughs> you can't this episode of bhh we reveal what tay was about to say <laughs> That's See, so I'm really tough. working on it, Capri. I'm working on holding back. You are working on holding back, I will say, because so the old tape was a lot different. <laughs> sounds so messed up. Anyway. <sighs> we broken. That's why you think this podcast is called Broken Heart Two. Two broken people. <laughs> Two broken best friends, okay? But I don't you, know how you we know, found each other. Here's another thing that I've noticed, though. Folks who grew up in a family wording, you know, lovey-dovey or nothing like that. You start looking at these other families that are really on that. Like, they just love themselves, some family. You know, brothers be hugging each other and stuff. You're like, and your family's going to be like, man, that junk's so whack, so lame. And inside you, man, like, Loki, I wish I had that. But you're not going to say that out loud. You just, you just a little, a little bit bitter about to where you want to poo poo it. But honestly, if you was in charge and you ran things back and started it from the beginning, you would do it like that. And I think some some people, they just grow old with that same mentality. We're like, nah, don't touch me doing all that. You know, and then Capri come in the room and they're like, get away from us. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they mad about it. You know what I'm saying? I think they got to keep face in front of everybody else, but I don't think they mad about it. May Loki go home and be like, man. I love I, that. I really love that. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, if you start a family, just... Show love and affection, cause dang, everybody need it from time to time. Shoot. Yeah, you said. Well, I mean, if we all talking about our childhoods, imagine, you know, right. imagine this is what you do, and you know, if you done done the inner work to fix yourself, that has effect for decades on other people. That's the other thing. It's not we're not talking about yourself no more. We're talking about everybody you come into contact with. You start affecting folks the way you are. So that's another impetus to do something about it. Okay, I'm gonna work on taking in love. I'm gonna try. <laughs> that's gonna be the goal of 2022. 
I think what what it is is like you can only take so much, right? Like you can only give, 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 give so much, and then like when you've had experiences where that's been taken for granted, mm-hmm. it's just like oof, you know. Now I'm just gonna like kind of sit back and like you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna cry. It's fine. That was- <laughs> that's why I got quiet for a second. <laughs> Tyler, thank you so much for being on today's episode. We enjoyed you. You're awesome. (laughs) Can I say you're awesome back and will you take it? (laughs) Uh, uh, It pushes me away. (laughs) We've learned nothing today. But I'm working on it, right? So, you know, progress is a process. I say that all the time. The biggest room you'll ever be in is the room for improvement. So I'm in there, and I'm working on myself. Um, I hope you win. I hope you win too. Tyler. I hope you win too. We winning. We winning out here. One eat, we all eat. We make our first band. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let me hold a dollar then when you make that first band. That's all we got. It's only two dollars and fifty cents. Anyways. Oh my god. Um, since we missed last week's episode, we have two shout outs that we have to do this week and the first well technically it's three because two came together anyways the first shout out goes to emily and alondra who said that they hold on i'm about to cry hold on <clears throat> they paused screenshot it and sent it to each other our podcast at the moment they cried in one of our episodes like you know how sweet that is <laughs> it's the fact that they cried at the same part i know like, like that's we, beautiful that's so beautiful <laughs> Wow. Are we actually making an effect on people's lives? I think I think we are. Like why do people even listen to us? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you wasn't supposed to answer that. You My part is because over. Because y'all so great, y'all so amazing. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I meant. The second yeah. shout out goes to a very dear close friend of mine. Basically one of my best friends. He lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. And he said, just listen to the last episode about contentment. And it was very reflective because Jehovah has helped me in numerous ways, which is so beautiful to hear because Jehovah, he be coming through for us. So it's good to hear that we're not the only ones that go through things that Jehovah has helped us out. So those are our shout outs for this week, this episode. Don't forget that you can catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as many other podcast platforms. He just came to life oh, for like two so seconds. <laughs> that's my line. That's my ending line. That's your ending line. That's my favorite line to say. Oh my gosh, I can't. Thank you guys so much for joining us, listening. Our episode will be dropping next that week, Thursday at 8. At 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. Have a great night. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on. It was a pleasure. Do it again. For your- All, All right, right sound that. good. We'll have our people get with your people. Great. All right. Well, you guys have a great week, great rest of the night, great rest of whatever you, whatever time you're listening to this at. And we love you. Oh. Oh my bad. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.